Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today because today we are talking about everything. (laughs) Yes, everything. So if you are new to the show, typically we focus on one of eight areas of life that we're all trying to balance and manage as a working mom. Those things are your faith, they're your marriage, parenting, home, career, health, finances, and friends and fun. Hopefully I didn't miss any there. But I get so many questions over Instagram, in our Facebook group, email, that I decided let's just do an episode where I'm answering your questions about all of the different areas of life, time management, how to do it all. And so that's what we're going to do. Today, I'm answering all of your questions. Now, I went back and forth on whether to include the name of the person who asked the question, and I decided not to. But when you hear your question, you will know that it's yours. And even if you didn't ask the question, you might hear a question asked that you're like, oh my gosh, I've been wondering that exact same thing. Because here's what I have found in coaching women for so many years, over a decade, and working and having friends and going to Bible studies, as much as we like to think we're the only one who struggles with things, or we're the only one that are having issues or can't figure something out. And you know what? We're not alone. That's why I do this show, because I myself have struggled with balance in my life. And I'm a working mama, just like you, trying to figure all of this stuff out. And that's why I love talking to great guests, because there's so much that we can learn. There's so much that we can always be continuing to grow and figuring out what works best for us, for our families, and for our goals in all areas of our life. Now, before we get into all of the questions and all of the answers, let me first tell you that this show is sponsored by the Your Life Rocks mobile app. Now, if you don't yet have the mobile app, I highly encourage you to go into your app store right now while the podcast is still playing and search Your Life Rocks. Now, when you do that, you can download the free app. Inside of the free app, not only will you find all of the podcasts in our entire category history, which I think is like, this is episode 162, so there's a lot of learning in there for you on all of the different areas of your life. If you want to be a better wife, there's podcasts about that. If you want to figure out how to clean your house, to declutter your house, there's episodes about that. If you are interested in figuring out how to save or invest, all of that is in past episodes. So I highly encourage you to go back through the catalog inside of the app. Now, one of our favorite tools that we have to help you get more balance is called Weekly Success Planning. It's a free course all about how you can up-level your weekly prep. Now that is also inside of the app, the course itself, and a great little checklist that you can have each and every single week to remind you of all of those things that you need to do in order to keep yourself sane, productive, and successful each and every single week. Now if you are really ready to start taking control over your life, start really making traction and being intentional about redefining what balance means for you, then inside the app you can always upgrade to Life Balance membership. Prices will be going up in January. Right now it's only $9.99 a month and it gives you unlimited access to all of the courses that we have in there, including a Bible study, great audio courses, worksheets, and so much more. And we have a lot of exciting things coming for you in the new year as well. So I'm excited to be sharing all of that 
So make sure that you are inside the app because that means you'll also be on our mailing list and you can also access the community from inside the app where we'll be sharing even more information. All right, let's dive into these questions. Now, at first, I was gonna kind of organize the questions into relevant topics, but then I decided, you know what, I wanna keep these questions kind of as if they were, you know, we were all like around a table together or we were together in a room and you were asking me questions. They wouldn't necessarily come in organized, so I just left them in the order in which I gathered them from Instagram, from Facebook, and from my email, and then that way we could just really have a conversation around them. Now, some of the answers might overlap into other ones. I did take out some questions because, like I said before, they were really just repetition of things that other people had already asked. We are not alone in this, girls. We are certainly not alone. And we just got done talking about weekly prep and and weekly success planning that's in the app. And our very first question is this. Weekends are busy, just as busy as sometimes the weekdays. So how do you do Sunday prep when you have a packed weekend? And that is such a great question because we all have seasons of our life where some of our weekends are crazy busy, sometimes even crazier busier than our weekdays. So we don't always have that time that we can just relax around the house and prep for the week ahead. So this is a really, really great question especially because we're going into the holidays. And that means that we have a lot of social engagements happening. A lot more things are filling up our calendar. Now, I think the important thing to remember is that when we're talking about weekly prep is that it's not so much about what you're doing and the activities you're doing. I mean, certainly that's a huge part of it, but the whole purpose of weekly planning and weekly success planning as the way that we teach it is it's about removing the obstacles that are gonna keep you from being successful, the obstacles that are gonna keep you from your goals in all areas of your life. Now, when you go into your weekly prep with that mindset in mind, and that being your primary focus, it changes everything. Because then it's no longer about, well, I have to clean the bathroom, I have to do the laundry, I have to prep my food, right? It really becomes more about the mindset of it and prioritizing all of your time. Because as much as it is about prepping your things, it's more about prepping your mind. It's getting you to refocus on what are these goals that I have. So even if you're driving around in errands or you're in the passenger seat and your husband is driving around or you're sitting on the sideline at a soccer game or whatever it is, you can kind of be going through and being like, okay, in my head or on paper, what are my goals that I set for this 90-day period? What is it for my marriage that I wanted to accomplish? What about for my health or for my career? And you can go through all eight of those areas and bring your mind back, bring your focus to what those goals are, and then think through your week ahead. Now, if you have the Life Balance Planner or any other kind of planner, you can kind of bring that along with you, even if it's on your phone, and look at the week ahead to say, okay, what's going on in this upcoming week? What obstacles are gonna get in my way? For example, there are times that our weeks are so incredibly busy and I hardly ever see my husband. That's not exactly conducive for my marriage goals. My marriage goals for this 90 days are for us to be able to communicate better. So then I have to look through that week and say, oh my gosh, we're gonna be like ships passing in the night. So how can I find time to increase our communication this week knowing that we're both gonna be really, really busy? 
It might be leaving a note for him on the counter or it might be setting a reminder on my phone to send him a text message each day at a certain time of the day just to check in and see how he's doing and to keep him up to date on different things. But don't fool yourself into thinking that weekly prep has to be about getting every single sock in the house clean and every floor spotless. That's not the case. Focus more on your mind, your goals, and what you can do to remove those obstacles. Next question is, when you're balancing the pillars, those eight areas that we talked about, what is the cadence to focus on on each and every single different one? And I'm so glad that you asked. So again, those pillars are your faith, marriage, parenting, career, finances, health, home, and friends and fun. Now, when you do the Life Balance membership, the very first course you do is called Clear the Chaos. It's a seven-day immediate relief audio course that you can take, again, to provide immediate relief, to help you clear the chaos so that you can actually move on to the next phase, which is our Bible study called Setting Goals in God's Will. In the Bible study, you're really getting into God's Word to see what He says about those eight areas of life And once you complete the Bible study, then you set those goals for those eight areas of your life. Now, those goals are what dictate every single week. They dictate your your weekly prep. They dictate everything for the next 90 days. Inside the course, I teach you that cadence of how do you look at all of those eight areas of your life, but really hone in on one in each and every single week to really move your mountain. That's what we call it inside the course. You're moving your mountain. So when you're in the course, I might send you a message to say, hey, what mountain are you moving this week? And that's how I ask myself when I'm doing my weekly prep, what mountains am I moving this week? So you'll find that inside the course. All right, two questions in. Question number three, closing the loop. So if you missed it, a couple episodes back, we did an episode um, all about helping you close the loops, helping you finish the things that are unfinished in our lives. And it really stemmed from one of our episodes we did on home cleaning and, and how our house gets so messy because we have unclosed loops, meaning we start something, but we don't finish the whole project and close the loop on it, which leaves dirty dishes in the sink or things laying around the house. And that can create that overwhelm of keeping our house clean. And so we had a great expert on called Jenny Walsh, or named Jenny Walsh, and she walked us through how to close those loops. And that episode really got me thinking about all of the other loops that I have open in my marriage, the loops I have open at work, the loops I have open as a parent, my health, I get, the list goes on and on, right? We all have these things because our minds are always going. We're always thinking about, oh, what if this? And it would be great if that, Right. We're already thinking of all of these ideas and things that we want to do, but we don't always put it into writing. We don't always take it into action. Therefore, it's an unfinished loop that stays in our head. And when these things are floating around in our heads, it can drive us crazy. (laughs) These are the things that can cause guilt because all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I'm still thinking about this one thing and I haven't done anything with it, right? So Someone had posted this question. I actually did a Facebook Live on this. So if you go to our Facebook page, Your Life Rocks on Facebook, you can watch this live where I go into depth a little bit more, or you can check out the past episode, or you can check out both. If you're really looking to close those loops and cut out the guilt that's causing and weighing you down, I highly encourage you to go check out both of those. All right, next question. When you say yes to things, how do you not feel guilty for saying no to other things. 
This question, I'll be honest, it, this one is very, very hard. But the more that you work on yourself, the more you bring these things that cause guilt for you, the things that trigger you to be like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't say no to this, but I am saying no to this. Or maybe I should say no to this, but I feel guilty for saying no to this. The more you bring things like that to God, the more that he can change your perspective, the more that he can work on helping you see it through a different lens, the more he can help you see loving others while still loving yourself and see the boundaries and give you wisdom in that. We can't do it on our own. And there are a lot of people out there that will tell you, you can do it on your own. Like you can work up that self-confidence or you can get stronger. And I mean, we have to be really careful, right? When we're looking at personal development as Christians and know when we need to rely on our own efforts and gifting that are given to us from God and when we really need to ask God to borrow some of his, right? And this is one of those areas that the more we bring those things that cause us guilt, that make us feel uncomfortable, to give it to God. Because you know what? There might be things that you're saying no to that the reason you're feeling guilty is it's the Holy Spirit saying, uh, hello, (laughs) did I tell you to say no to that? Or are you choosing to say no to that? Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to say no to things. In fact, I will highly encourage you to say no to many, many, many things. If it's not in alignment with the direction that God wants you to go in any of your areas of your life, that's why we have the Bible study in there called Setting Goals in God's Will because it's important that we know what God's will is for all those areas of our life, that we allow the Holy Spirit to speak into those areas of our life to help us create those boundaries. Now, if you have brought it before the Lord and you feel like, you know what, this is a boundary I need to set. This is something I need to say no to. And you say no to it. And then other people have a problem with it. They've got a problem. That's like between them and God, because you and God already have this thing straightened out, right? This no is already like God approved. You've prayed about it. You feel good about it. The Holy Spirit has guided you into that no. You can't really feel guilty about it. So if you are feeling guilty about it, spend time really praying about it. Give it to God and hopefully that will give you peace. I know it will give you peace because that's what God's all about. All right, let's see here. On to our next question. I have these kind of bullet pointed out (laughs) onto a Word document, but that one I kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit. This is a great question. And this question, actually, I won't give away the name because like I said, I want to protect privacy here. But this one actually came from someone who was one of our very, very first listeners of the podcast when we launched almost three years ago, one of our very first community members. And I absolutely love this woman. And I was actually, God put her on my heart and I was kind of praying for her and I hadn't seen her show up in a while. And then poof, there she was in our Facebook community and she asked this question. So it really made my heart happy to see her name pop up. And her question is, when you were still working a corporate job, how were you able to make time for Your Life Rocks and our other family business? So I'm going to give you a very quick overview story. For those of you who don't know me very well, this is your get to know Jenny moment here. So when I started Your Life Rocks, like I said, it's been almost three years. Actually, I started it over three years ago. The podcast started three years ago. It was originally a blog, and I realized I don't have time to be blogging. It's easier for me to just to hit record and talk into a microphone than to type it out and do all the other things. So, but when I started, I was working full time. I was overseeing Canadian market for a health and wellness company, living in Arizona. So you can imagine when you oversee Canada, 
and you live in Arizona, there's a lot of travel. So I was traveling a lot. My husband was a stay-at-home dad, and we have our two little boys. And I would do Your Life Rocks on the weekends, in the evening, in the morning, kind of in the, the pockets of my time. Now, through a bunch of different circumstances that happened, we decided for me to step away from my corporate job so that we could start a family business. Now, mind you, my husband was a stay-at-home dad. I was traveling, working, a higher level position in a company, and so I was exposed to a lot of personal development opportunities, a lot of learning and growth, and you know, he, he wasn't there. And we had a great mentor in our life who told us, you know, if you're not growing together, you're growing apart. And so we realized it was time for him to really find an opportunity for himself to grow. And that's really why we decided to create our family business was to give him some growth opportunities, some personal growth opportunities, and for us to be able to really work on something together. So that business and that decision to walk away from my corporate job and we sold our house and moved home to Oregon from Arizona it was not easy. It was a crazy time. And I could go into so many stories <laughs> about what God was doing in that time. But long story short, we ended up starting our family business, allowed me to spend a lot more time developing Your Life Rocks and the membership and do some more coaching, which I absolutely love to do. Now, long story short, about this time last year, I was kind of praying and, and asking God what would be next for Your Life Rocks, and I really felt led to start the app. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't really know that much about creating an app or what that would even mean. And so I started researching it and brainstorming and dreaming and wishing. And, you know, the vision that I had for what I wanted to create inside the app and what I wanted it to evolve to, which it's still on its journey of evolving there. Like I said, there's a lot more coming in January. But anyway, it was going to be very expensive and it was just not possible. And I said, you know what, God, if this is really what you want, if this is really of you, then you're going to have to provide a way because <laughs> if it were up to me, like this is not possible. But I know with you, all things are possible. So I'm just going to lay this at your feet and let you do with it what you want to do. You know, one of my friends, she was like, you know, you sometimes you have to give the responsibility back to God. Sometimes he'll give you the responsibility of carrying something forward or taking the action that he's given you to do. But sometimes when he's called you to do something, you have to be like, all right, God, if this is what you want, then you need to move the mountains and make it happen. And I believe that if it is what you want, then you will. And sure enough, the very next day, I had an offer to interview or to look at a position. Someone had contacted me, an ex-coworker, over Facebook of all places, and I never checked my Facebook messages. But for whatever reason, that particular day, I did. And... Within four weeks of that Facebook message, I found myself coming back to corporate. So this was about a year ago. I started back in January and yeah, I'm still there. I'm still working that corporate job, running your life rocks and helping out with our family business. And we actually opened a second family business this summer. So to say things are crazy right now is vastly an understatement. So how do I manage all of that? Well, I'll tell you, seasons of life change. And right now in the season of life that we're in, we are really living a lot on God's grace. And I'm waking up extremely early, sometimes, you know, 3.30 in the morning, sometimes 3 o'clock in the morning, but usually right around 4 o'clock in the morning. And I work on Your Life Rocks or one of the businesses. If it's a payroll week, I'll do those things 
until six o'clock or usually until 5.30 and then I'll get ready for my day. And then I start work at 6 a.m. I was able to negotiate East Coast hours working full time. So I work from 6 a.m. in the morning until about 2 o'clock, 2.30, sometimes 3 o'clock, you know how it is, um, in the afternoon. And then my afternoons from then on are kind of a balance and a mix between Your Life Rocks and taking care of the kids and helping support the family businesses and taking care of the house. So it is definitely a chaotic period of timing. As I'm recording this right now, I just got done working my full-time job, recording this podcast, and then when I'm done, I'm gonna go and hang out with my kids. So we all just kind of deal with whatever season that we're in and make the very best of it, and that's all I can really say about that. Actually, I take that back. I am gonna say one more thing about that. If you are working full-time, and you have a business that you're building on the side or it's a side hustle or maybe you're in an MLM or you're a blogger or you're doing something else, even if you're leading like a women's ministry in your church and working full time, if you feel God is calling you into it, you'll find the energy. You'll find the time. If it's something that God wants you to do, listen, he makes his burden light. When I tell people all of the things that we're doing right now with launching the business, uh, the second business that we did, we're making movement and move, making breaking new ground with the our first family business. We just launched the app here at Your Life Rocks, and we're launching even more exciting things in the coming year. You know, and and working full time, and it, it's not one of those jobs where you you know you clock in and you clock out. I have a lot of responsibility and and, and helping to create and launch. I'm a very successful international company here in the United States. And on top of that, you know, kids and the house and the bills and like all of the other things, right? There's a lot of things that go into life, a lot of responsibilities. But when you are following God's will, things won't always be easy, but you have grace from the Lord on you. He will make the burden light. There's a lot of learning that happens and there's a lot of course correction. And I find that If I stay rooted in him, if I keep making time for him, time to listen to sermons while I'm working or to devote time in the Bible or to pray or to journal things as I'm going throughout all of these actions, it makes things a lot easier. It's when I start to make my own path aside from him, that's when things just get out of control and I start to fall apart. But as long as I stay in his will, the burden is light. So I will say that. All right, next question, work productivity. How do you achieve this elusive work productivity without waiting until the last moment when the pressure is on? I will tell you, I am super guilty of this and I think it really has to do more with personalities than it has to do with anything else. For example, one of my very good friends, she would go insane waiting until the last minute. For her, she wants to do something as soon as it's in front of her and get it done. For me, my best work comes at the very last second. If you give me too much time to do something, it's gonna be very difficult for me. Now, knowing that about myself, and however you work best, the more you can learn about yourself, the more that you can, I don't wanna say manipulate yourself, but the more you can work within that. Right? So for me, I love waiting until the last minute. I like the pressure. I thrive on the pressure. Now, I can either say, I don't like that about myself, so I'm going to work to change that, which is very difficult. Or I can say, okay, that doesn't always contribute to my success. So how can I make it 
work for me. So this is why I love using timers. I use timers for everything, and I talk about this a lot, even for cleaning the house. I will set a timer. Last night, I did an Instagram story. I wanted to see how fast I could clean the kitchen. I was exhausted, and I wanted to go to bed, but the house was a disaster. Like, I I still can't even believe I took a picture of my kitchen and put it on Insta stories. It's gone in 24 hours, thank goodness. But it was a nightmare of a kitchen. I mean, we had just been, like, dropping and running all week long. And, you know, so your kitchen counters just get full of stuff. And it was crazy. And I was like, well, I'm tired. I want to go to bed, but I cannot leave the kitchen messy like this. I did not want to wake up in the morning to get my cup of coffee to that mess. So I said, okay, how fast can I clean this house or clean the kitchen? Not the whole house, but the kitchen. And so I like was fast. I did it all in 12 minutes, like ran the dishwasher, got started, cleared off the counters, wiped everything down. 12 minutes and then I could go to bed woke up this morning it was like oh my kitchen is clean I'm so happy now I take that same idea into my work so if there are projects I have to work on if I'm in a groove I won't do this like if things are flowing and I'm like getting stuff done and bing 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 awesome I won't do this but if I'm struggling to be productive I will set a timer and allow myself only 20 minutes. I use the tomato timer is what it's called. I have an Android phone, but there's similar pieces or similar apps that are in there. If you just type tomato timer or Pomodoro method, you'll find these timers. And so mine goes for 20 minutes and then there's a five minute break. And then you can do 20 more minutes and then a five minute break. And you can customize the timer. So if you wanna go 30 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever floats your boat, whatever works for you. But this is my secret to work productivity because if I have to do something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't get the energy to do it or I can't get the focus, I will say I'm not allowed to do anything else for the next 20 minutes. And if I could get this far by that 20 minute time period, then on my five minute break, I will allow myself to do X. It might be go to Instagram. It might be going and making a cup of tea. It could be getting another cup of coffee. But I set those things up. I gamify it and I create these different pressure cookers for myself knowing that that is how I work best. And I make it fun. It's engaging for me because when I'm working down to the wire, I get so energized, like it fuels me. And so when I can create that or recreate that throughout my work day, it fuels me up so that when I get home, I'm not so exhausted because I've been in like my zone all day of going against the wire, accomplishing small little goals to be like, yay, I got it done. Now here's my reward, on to the next thing. So figure out what works best for you. If you're someone who procrastinates down to the wire, you might like that pressure. And if that's the case, recreate that for yourself. All right, the next question, I'm gonna combine two questions into one. So the first question was, what are some apps and podcasts that I personally listen to to help me with my life? And when it comes to God and my faith, what resources have I found helpful in my relationship with him? I guess there really are two questions, but I'm just going to answer them together. So for God, my two best resources I have for you, or at least I have for myself that help me in my relationship with him, one, prayer, two, the Bible. (laughs) I know, groundbreaking, I know. But I find that when I take time to humble myself, to pray to him, to really take that posture of prayer. Like there's different kinds of prayer, right? There's the prayer that we have kind of all day 
And we talked about this last week on the episode on how you can kind of bring prayer into your your every day, really how you can bring your faith into your full day. But really, you know, when we talk about prayer, it's taking that posture of prayer. For me, it is getting on my knees sometimes. It's lowering my head. It's raising my hands. To me, that is such a connection piece to just be able to be in his presence and learning his word and seeking the wisdom and seeing what the Holy Spirit would speak to me through his word are the most powerful things because it's all about that relationship. So it's all about communication and connection. Now, in addition to those two things, my favorite app for growing in my faith is the Bible app. It's the U version. Bible app. They have Bible studies that are in there. They have videos. I recently watched this three-part video series. It's from the Bible Project, and it's all inside the app. I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube too, but they just really break down the history of the Bible, who wrote it, what the context was, and so it just gives a different lens as you're reading the Word to have a different understanding of the Word, but it's really, really powerful and really, really great, so I highly recommend that. As far as podcasts for my faith, I do listen to a lot of sermons while I'm working, um, and I don't always pick up a lot of what they're saying because it's just kind of playing in the background, but I listen to them over and over (laughs) again when I find different churches that I just really like the pastor or I like the message. I listen a lot to my old church in Arizona because I really miss the pastor there and the way that he would deliver messages. It's called Rock Point Church. I listen a lot to Elevation Church and so many others. I really love whatever my verse is for the week, just to search that in YouTube and see what sermons pop up from churches all over the country, all over the world, and just listen to them. And sometimes, you know, I'll listen for like five seconds and be like, I can't listen to this guy very much longer or this woman very much longer, and I'll move on. But then I find other ones that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really, really great. So there you go. And I already mentioned the Pomodoro app, which is probably my favorite. And really, I use a lot of project management tools right now. I'm in love with Asana, but Monday is starting to steal my heart when it comes to project management. So those apps on my phone certainly help out as well. All right, three more questions. And these ones I think are really, really great. Okay, so we're gonna start with this one. And this is actually the last one that came in. It came in through Instagram right when I was getting ready to record. So I sent her a message back being like, you made it right in under the wire. And it's how do you fight fatigue after 7 p.m.? You know, you get home from work and you do all the after work stuff and dinner and you finally get the kids to bed. And then you think, at least for me, right? This happens all the time. Like when I'm planning my day or if I do like an ideal week exercise, I think, well, there's these hours that I have in the evening and I can work out and I can clean the house and I can, you know, reorganize everything in the house. I can plan all these gourmet meals. Like we often think that we can do all of these things and we yet we take for granted the fact that, you know, life is busy and full and we might get tired every once in a while. And so we have to think about that. Now, this kind of goes back to one of my, the past question, which was apps. Now, One of my apps that I absolutely love is called My Flow. Now that's F-L-O. This app is really helping you monitor your cycle, your female cycle, your menstrual cycle, and where you are. And it, it gives you insight to say, okay, at this point in your cycle, this is where you're best 
for getting things done, or this is where you're best for big picture thinking or communicating or collaborating. And for me, I find it to be very, very true. And if we can start to get used to listening to our bodies and giving ourselves grace and knowing that there are going to be some days, some parts of your cycle, for example, when you're going to have a little bit more energy and you're going to want to be able to get things done or to think about things in a bigger direction or to set some goals. And when you know, like for me, for example, if I know it's that more of the the planning part where like my hormones and my brain is going to be more geared towards wanting to plan things and to kind of daydream and, and do that, that kind of an activity, then I plan my personal time to do those things. If it's a part of my cycle where I know I'm going to be wanting to get things done, I plan those activities. So I kind of go with the flow of my cycle to say, okay, what am I going to best need? And know that, you know, our cycles change and stress affects our hormones. And there might be times where I think, you know, this is where I'm going to want to be getting things done. And when that day comes, I don't (laughs) want to get things done then that's where you have to really look at the priorities and really taking care of ourselves so that we can continue to run at a high level. Here's the thing, and I think that we know this, but we don't know it, know it, right? As a working mom, you are a high-functioning human being. You are capable of so much. God has gifted you in mighty, mighty ways. If we think about our brain our body, our emotional capacity, our spirit. These are all gifts that God has given us to be able to run at this high level. One of my early mentors early on in my career, she said, you know, it's kind of like women like us. And she was also an amazing, powerful woman. She said, you know, we're like racehorses. And there are times that racehorses need to go and rest in this stable. And there are times that racehorses need to go out and conquer the track. But knowing where you need to be and when you need to be so that when you're on the track, you can be performing at your highest level, that's the key to success. So if you find yourself after the kids go to bed and you're just exhausted, do things that are going to fuel you up. Don't settle for I'm just going to sit here and veg. Now, every once in a while, totally fine, right? Like there are certain days, certain parts of the month where I'm like, you know, this is, I'm just going to be here. But then there are other times where you really have to be intentional to say, what is going to fill my bucket up? What's going to actually give me rest? It might be doing something physical, like maybe doing yoga. It could be cleaning clutter from the kitchen because that's cluttering your mind and causing guilt. And that's that loops, right? That we need to go back and we need to close. It could be taking a bath. It could be sitting and watching TV. It could be sitting and spending time with your husband or You know, for my husband and I, sometimes we are so exhausted, but we will just, we'll go to bed and we'll watch a a TV show in bed together that we really enjoy. That fuels me up because we are, we're like laughing about it and talking about it with each other, you know? So figure out, and I highly recommend grabbing a journal and like really writing it out. Like what fuels me up the most, make a list and then rank them because different things. So like one of the things that fuels me up the most is going for prayer walks. Now, sometimes at seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, that's not necessarily something that you want to do, but maybe you find time to do that earlier on in the day or before the kids go to bed, you take a walk with them or, you know, whatever it is, but you'll need to figure out for you what is going to fuel you, 
recognize where you are in your cycle and with your natural flow of energy and focus and stay in those zones and give yourself grace to know that, you know what, some days you just need to rest. Like that's your job is you need to put the racehorse in the stable and let it rest so that it can get back on the track tomorrow and win the race. Second to the last question. How do you make time for friends? This one is hard. And I think that this is going to be different for everybody. I'm just going to say that right there. Because there are some people that are very extroverted. And they have many friends. And that is really for them. Like we were talking about like knowing what fuels you. That might be what fuels you. Is being with your friends. Talking to your friends. Being around your friends. Or you might be someone who's like, you know, I've got like one or two friends and I'm good with that. (laughs) Like that's it for me. One of my absolute best friend, and she's someone who I kind of consider to be an expert on friendships. She always talks about, and she's shared this on the show before, Amber Sandberg, she's been on the show before, but she shares about how really when we look at our relationships that we have in our lives, our friends, our acquaintances, people that we know from church, our coworkers, we really have to, and this sounds cold and calculated, but it has a purpose, but we have to almost kind of rate those relationships as far as, you know, how much we want to be developing those relationships. So for example, I have some friends in my life that are probably more like a four or a five. Like they're fun to be around and I care about them. I love them. I trust them. But are they like an eight of a friend, right? So I really need to probably have her back on to explain this better because I'm the kind of person that just needs a couple friends and she has a lot of friends. And so she can probably explain this a little bit better. But if we can kind of pick one or two friends that are kind of like in that eight or above, Those are our friends that take the priority, especially in busy seasons. Now, there are going to be other seasons of your life where you have more time to devote to, um, or God might even call you to, to be there to support friends that are more in that five, six range, or maybe that you might be called into a season where you're creating new friendships. And you know what? A brand new friend probably starts as a one, right? And then the more you build trust and you build that relationship, they can kind of climb up that ladder to build into a closer friend. But when things are busy and when you have young children at home and you're working, like it's a a stressful season. That's the time that you really hunker down on those eights, nines, tens friendships, right? The ones that are really, really close, the ones that you really, really value, those friends that are more like family, you need those people by your side and you need to make a priority of reaching out to them, of having those connections. Now, In this question, it was a much longer question, but she basically said, you know, we text and we talk, but we don't always have time to get together face-to-face. And I know face-to-face is so much better. And it can be, and I definitely agree with that. However, I will tell you, my very good friend that I was just talking about, Amber, her and I have never met face-to-face, ever, not once. We met online. (laughs) It's kind of like online dating. We met online and we talk to each other every single day every single day talk to each other about everything we rely on each other we pray for each other we lift each other up when we need to we speak truth and provide accountability when we each need it face-to-face isn't always important yeah it's awesome but the most important thing and again it goes back to our very first question is all about the intent why do we have friends in our life why is that important 
Well, because we're called to that. We are designed for that. God created us for community. And when you have community in your life, it's easier to have balance because you have other people that have problems that you are aware of, that you can pray for them, that you can have perspective over your own issues that you have in your life. You know, when we don't have community and all we see is our own little world, our own small world, our problems can seem so huge because they're right in front of our face. But if we make our world bigger, it makes our problems smaller. So knowing that, you know, when you are stressed, when you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can take any more of this, reaching out to a friend Asking them how their day is, praying for them, sharing how your day was, it helps so, so much, even if it is over text, even if it is over the phone. Amber and I, we use an app called Voxer. Again, going back to apps that help me have balance in my life, Voxer is one of them because it connects me to my friend Amber. So we are able to talk to each other. We're both podcasters. Her show is the Mom Inspired Show. It's a really great show. You should check it out. But it allows her and I to talk to each other throughout our day, to share life together. And ultimately, that's what friendship is about. So if you're sharing life over text, if you're sharing life over the phone, if you're sharing life over, you know, the coffee pot at the office, but invest in the friendships that mean the most to you. And if you have friends in your life that are like weighing you down and they're not contributing to a healthy growth for you, that's a different story, right? So prioritize those friendships and spend time where time is needed. And give yourself some grace. I think all of these questions, that's the answer. Just give yourself some grace. All right, very last question. Speaking of grace, I know we should be focused on health, but how in the world do you tackle weight loss? Girl, I will tell you, I am not one to speak about this. <laughs> you know, like I was saying before, we all have these seasons of our life. And I think, you know, it's important for us to recognize those seasons and the way that they affect all different parts of who we are as a person. For me, the busy season that we're in right now, the absolute crazy season of working full time and managing three businesses and a family and everything else, it's taken a toll on my weight. I will be flat out honest to you. I have been so focused in with my health on sleep. I've been focused in on my health on making sure that I'm having the right nutrients in my body to handle the stress that that my body is under right now, working crazy hours and having, you know, a lot of stress in my life. I'll be honest. You know, that's been the priority for my health goals. That hasn't necessarily helped my waistline. <laughs> so this is a topic that we will probably be diving into a little bit more because like I said, this show is been such a a blessing for me to be able to bring on experts that help me to be a better wife, to help me be a better mom, and to help me be better with my health, which includes losing weight. So it is probably something that we will be talking about very soon. And not because it's, I think sometimes as Christians, when we think about losing weight, we think, oh, I shouldn't necessarily be concerned with that. Yeah, we should, because there's other things that tie into that both spiritually, emotionally, mentally, so many things. It's a huge topic. And so we will be diving into this in the very near future for sure. And we have some great experts that are going to help us, all of us that have this issue, walk through helping us with our health. So I hope that this Q&A was helpful for you. If you're part of our community, feel free to keep asking questions in there. I'm always happy to answer them. Sometimes I want to answer just straight away. Sometimes I might make it a future podcast episode, and sometimes it might end up being just a Facebook Live topic that we can cover and help you answer it right away. If you know other working moms in your life, would you be so kind just to share this podcast with them, share the app with them, 
and help them find and create, redefine balance for their life as well. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast or download the app so you have all of the podcasts right at your fingertips. Next week, we will have one of our marriage experts on. Her name is Kimberly Walton. She's been on so many times before. It's crazy that it's because she is brilliant when it comes to marriage topics and really all relationships. And we are going to be talking about the holidays and the in-laws. So I'm sure you're going to have a lot of really practical tips that she's going to bring encouragement, wisdom, and help us all navigate this holiday season for a little bit more holiday sanity. So get ready for next week. And until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.